How would a dream, cowboys? Welcome back, everyone. It is mercifully the final episode of our <laughs> Snyder League Justice Cut rewatch <laughs> and recap and review. This hour was substantially better than the first three hours, but ended horribly. Really? Um, and you just heard Ryan. That's me. Yeah, from the way you were just talking and the Discord messages you sent me earlier, I thought you were going to say it was the worst hour out of the four, which I wasn't going to agree with. I think it was better than hour three. That was a real doldrum, really in the middle of a lightning storm. You just couldn't get out of there wanting to die. Hour two, honestly, can't remember all that much about. And hour one, I think, was still the worst, right? We agree that hour one was the worst. Hour one, yeah, unwatchable. Cut the whole thing out. But hour four had like 10 minutes where I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this isn't terrible. Like, that is the feeling I get from the best feeling I get from Justice League by far is, oh, this isn't that bad, which is not great, right? Yeah, uh, well, I, in parts of it, I was like, oh, if I give a shit about these characters, I would probably be feeling emotions right now. And you don't. And you know what? As I was watching it, mainly what I was feeling for hour four specifically was because we've been doing the two man show thing on the podcast, which is, again, rejuvenated my want or need to be recapping and reviewing Justice League, something that I wouldn't be watching otherwise, something I would have watched the first two hours of and been like, OK, I'm done. Uh, I was watching hour four and I was like, oh, no, there's a lot of action here. Not a lot of expositional moments that can be acted out. I really hope you, James, kind of just, uh, and we just kind of work around it. But and and because here's here here's this thing, James. Okay, doing the two man show of Justice League's hours two and three has also reinvigorated my want and or need to be an actor, mm-hmm. and I'm an actor now. So I I just want you. To understand, like, during this episode, when we do our two-man show that Beirut, Libya is going crazy for. Okay. Yeah. Portugal, by the way, also on the way up. No one else. Everyone's on the way down, except for Portugal and Beirut. First language English speakers, though, uh, they're the worst anyway, right? You I agree. I think everyone does. But anyway, I'm going to be really method acting this time. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be taking it seriously. Ryan's wearing a bat suit. He's sitting in his house dressed as Batman. I have a cape on, and also, like, I've researched in depth the entire life of Ben Affleck and said to myself over and over again, how can you be this bad, Ben? I'm really in the mind space. Ryan's going to do Batman, so he's he's, he's got a Batman outfit on, but he's also going to do Ben Affleck, and so he's been drinking all day since 10 yeah, in the morning. Yeah, uh, how about, how about these, uh, these apples? I'm Batman. <laughs> Before we get into it, guys, you can support the show by following us on social media on Twitter. He's at Westworld Ryan, and I'm at James Watchesman. You can also support I've changed the show it. monetarily at I, I hate to uh, get it in your rhythm here, but I changed okay, it. Yeah, yeah, you, it, you can get to that in a second. At patreon.com slash boys. that's B-O-I-Z. <laughs> what are you saying, Ryan? You, you, you deleted Twitter because you had a bad take, and you had to come back with a new handle? Because I had a bad take, a take on something down... No, I I changed it to at HBO Boys Pod, I think. Something like that. I was done with that. You can do West that? World you can Ryan. change the at part? Yeah, I did it. Cool. I don't need to be James Watches Men forever. People are probably pretty confused about that handle. No, you gotta keep it forever. That one's st- that one's gonna stick with us. Before this I had a peeping Tom 
podcast where I was, I was, uh, it was, it was kind of like actually like a Dexter thing. Like I would peep on the peeping toms mm. to sort of protect the community. It was the first podcast ever made in a tree, right? And then uh, the judge did not agree that peeping on a peeping tom is fair game. He he said it's just the same crime. Yeah, the judge weirdly said it was like, can we put a restraining order on a restraining order? You know, we're now in chapter six, something darker and. And, well, we pick off with, uh, uh, this is how you pad time in a movie, Char- two characters talking, but not moving the plot forward, or developing as characters, which Zack Snyder loves that shit. And so, uh, we're in Kansas, it's Smallville, at the farmhouse. Ryan, you'd be Lois this time, and I'll be Superman. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm so glad you're back. You are very handsome. Mm, me, Superman, you, Lois. <laughs> I, I, I kept the ring. Ring, good. House, good. Oh my god, who is that? Is that Martian Manhunter or Martha? I don't know. Corn, good. Oh, 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 well, thank you for wearing the ring, Lois. I guess let's, I, well, we're getting married now. Uh, um, are, are you, now you're just here, right? You came back to life, you have a second chance, and you're never gonna leave? Yeah, and I'm not throwing away my shot. And then come here, you. Oh, 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 yeah, get it, get it. Oh, I'm so glad you're <laughs> never, ever going to leave. Oh, mother, mother, Martha, you're back. Or did you never leave? Where? What is the distance relationship between Smallville and Metropolis? It seems like you got here not long after we did flying at the speed of sound. Yeah, New Jersey to Kansas on uh, uh you took a red eye and you got here very quickly. Anyway, bye. I'm sure uh, I'm sure that they brought me back for a reason. They brought me back to life from the dead for a good reason and I should go find out what it is and I I don't know maybe th- maybe maybe thank them also. Would that be appropriate? No. <laughs> it wouldn't be. They brought you back to be a door-to-door salesman. They knew you would be good at it. Not at all because you're as powerful as all of them combined. Then at the Batcave, I thought they were at the Batcave previously, but now when they get to the Batcave, Flash is like, oh my god, it's the Batcave, it's so cool. And I was like, haven't you been here? Apparently not. I'm not paying great attention, so I'm sure the Flash <laughs> knows better than me. Oh, sure, whatever. Uh, in, in this scene, we learn that Aquaman cares, I guess. Victor is still a sad boy. Flash is eating loudly, which is so cool. I love what, listening to to characters eat very loudly ASMRing in my ear and Ben mm-hmm. Affleck is so bad at acting. So they find the mother box on Google Earth uh, that's in Chernobyl which you can't go because of radiation but actually Steppenwolf sucked up all the radiation to build his Nido base which okay well eh, take taking the the good with the bad here. Thank you Steppenwolf. Yeah, that's positive. People can live in a place that previously had radioactive fallout. Steppenwolf is a harbinger of change. Cyborg comes up with a plan here. He's going to, I don't know, interface with the mother boxes and convince them not to do the unity, which, if you recall, is the doomsday thing. Unity! Wonder Woman objects, but you'll die! And Cyborg okay. just pretty suicidal. He's like, "Yeah, I, I'm more or less already dead, uh, and my now my dad is dead, and I have lost the will to live. So we're cool." This will be the third time I've died, and I'm ready for it. Oh wait, that was my Batman. You know what? All my voices are just going to be Batman this time. 
<sighs> Aquaman is continuing to be like the Debbie Downer. He's like, this plan isn't going to work. We're all going to die. He sucks. Steppenwolf sucks. has fought, you know, monsters on planets we can't even imagine. At which point Batman says, like, one of the dumbest things he's said so far. He's like, I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us. It's like, dude, he just fought you 30 minutes ago and he beat your candy asses like it was nothing. Right. Do you have amnesia? This happened so recently. You brought back Superman because you lost. Then, yeah, Aquaman says, we shouldn't let Cyborg do this. And Flash is like, why do you care about Cyborg? You just met him, and almost every interaction you've had with him has been negative. And Aquaman's like, I do care, okay? I have a kind heart. Please, audience, uh, like me. Right. You can't just be like, I'm good. Isn't right? And the audience be like, "Mm mm-hmm, you are good. Then Batman tells Wonder Woman about the spooky Flash dream he had in Batman v Superman. And how the Flash said, Lois is the key, and Wonder Woman's like, that's nice. She's the key to Superman's heart. And Bruce Wayne's like, no, I think it's something about, like, something negative will happen in the sequels, actually. Right. That's the part where, like, they're setting up the sequels that we now know what happens because Zack Snyder was like, I'm never going to get to do it. So here's two and three. And she is the key, the version where Batman sacrifices himself in Justice League 3 and keeps Lois Lane alive and makes Superman not go completely aggro and want to kill everybody in the world, but we'll never get there. So this moment is meaningless. Then Alfred busts in from off screen. He's like, oh my God, Master Wayne. And I'm like, oh my, what's going on? Maybe is Superman here. He's so excited. And Cyborg fixed the Batwing. Yeah, the helicopter that he was talking to earlier. They talked it out and uh, the helicopter just like decided to be fixed. Yeah, it turns out the helicopter was just having some performance anxiety. Right. Yeah, a bunch of blue pills were shoved in its gas tank, and it is raring and ready to go. As they're leaving, Alfred asks Batman, how do you know that Superman will come? And Batman's like, I didn't say anything about Superman. (laughs) No, but he's like, I have faith. You're bringing this up for the first time right now, Alfred. I I have no idea. Here's a cheesy line. Can I leave now? Right, we made this whole plan expecting that probably we might have to do it without him, so I don't know I don't know if there was a previous scene where we just took for granted that Superman would show up, but that did not appear in the actual film. No, and I'm so sorry, Jeremy Irons. Uh, you're better than this. At Chernobyl, Steppenwolf turns on the boxes, and they, I don't know, they're, they're doing their unity thing. They're connecting with beams of light, and, and you assume... That this means that the, the, the end of the world is coming. And so characters all over the world start to do double takes. They're like, what's that? I hope there's water here so that Aquaman can be helpful. And that there's a dome so that Batman can also do something. They're still making a plan on the way to Chernobyl. And the plan seems extremely simple to me. I, I quoted it here. We have to bring down the defensive dome before it synchronizes. That's the whole plan. There's a defensive dome, and we have to bring it down. But I didn't quite understand this, because is not the defensive dome is supported by a single pillar in the center of the base. But to bring it down, would you not already be in the base? What, what would be the point of bringing the dome down if all the action is going to happen in the area that the dome is covering? He's in the helicopter. He shoots through the dome. He gets in there, and then he lands inside the dome. It closes back up, and then he gets in his Batmobile and blows up the spire, I believe is what happened. 
I didn't understand why the spire was so crucial. Anyway, meanwhile, they have this other plan. So to use the mother box, just like with Superman, they need the Flash to get to 88 miles an hour to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of energy. And so that he's going to do that. He's going to run in a big wide circle around the base to get the energy to do to jumpstart the boxes. I don't know why he couldn't just stand right behind Cyborg and spin in a circle, but uh, they're for reasons. Uh, yeah, narrative, fun reasons. Another reason for Zack Snyder to pick a very bad song. Then, you know, we then cut back to the Batmobile still, you know, shooting robots out of the air. Well, you're, you're glossing over a very important scene, Ryan. I don't care. And then I'm just glad the Batmobile's here, that it's being used at all. Mm-hmm. Well, that Batman is useful because he was a bit sidelined in the the Whedon cut. Because I think Superman was like there from the start. Yeah, because whenever Superman's around, who cares about Batman? Meanwhile, at I, what I think is the Fortress of Solitude, Superman's just like walking around and he, he hears the voices of his two dads from Man of Steel. And they inspire him and he says, you're right, dads, I will do the Justice League. And then he puts on his black suit for his new goth phase. And th- for some reason, the DC fans were making a big deal about this. I remember this back when, like, the first trailer, before the Whedon cut was even a, even a thing. They were like, oh, shit, black suit Superman? And and at the time, I thought, like, well, does that mean anything? And And apparently it does not. It is just a black Superman outfit. It is just Malibu Stacy has a new hat. It's just cooler, James, okay? When U.S. agent went from being Captain America, got fired, became U.S. agent with a black suit, he's cooler now, okay? That's how this works. And listen, Superman had to do something interesting. He's walking slowly, okay? He's going somewhere. No one knows where. And he's listening to Russell Crowe, as we all are at all times. And there's a montage about how everybody loves him and he loves everybody else. And now Superman is going to come and help after the montage. One of many montages to come. There's pretty good action sequences here. The Batmobile is flying around fucking shit up and like Batman is just trying to do a distraction suicide run but the other members aren't letting him. They're like supporting him and they're working well together as a team. They do the kind of like lining up profile hero action shot from the beginning of Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. The sequence is truly not bad. No, it's good. It's good. Even the slow-mo is good. This is some of his best slow-mo. Yeah, there's some bullet time slow-mo. Aquaman's like fighting within the air, which is, I, I don't know if you know, the air is not the water. And Guy's killing it. My man. Cyborg is doing cool stuff. The amount of times that Wonder Woman says Batman is kind of dumb, the Batmobile within this scene dies. And then Batman comes out and he's like, I have a gun again. I'm like, okay, we're back to Batman v Superman, and he just has a gun, and we're hoping for the best. But Wonder Woman is carrying this fight. Like, she's duex machina every other moment. In Gotham City, I guess, Alfred is just, I don't know, chilling, knowing this is all happening, and trying not to think about it, I guess. Like, what do you do as Alfred in this situation? You hard chill. Superman shows up, and Alfred says, oh, if it isn't Clark Kent, you're late for the set piece, by the way. Superman asks him where it is off screen, I guess. You'd think that since Superman in canon can hear someone screaming from help no matter where he is, he would probably hear the big battle happening in Russia. Yeah. 
after the montage, he goes up into space. Can't he just look down and be like, <laughs> scanning, scanning. Oh, there they are. Boop. Back at the set piece, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman are ganging up on Steppenwolf. And they're doing a decent enough job, but he's also holding his own. It, it seems pretty even. And meanwhile, the Flash is like trying to work up the energy or whatever. He needs to work up the energy. Cyborg needs to play with the boxes. So Aquaman and Wonder Woman are fighting Steppenwolf. And this fight scene again, pretty good. Actually, good watch. There's a lot of back and forth. Yeah, the only part I didn't quite understand was like, Steppenwolf was, throughout most of it, just kind of dogging on Wonder Woman. Be like, haha, your mom's dead. You could have saved him, but your mom's dead, you idiot. And she's like, you're lying. And then it cuts, like, at some point, it just cuts to her mom. And you're like, yeah, he is lying. What are they talking about? Yeah, he's just teasing her. He's like, I burned all of the mascara to the ground. And she's like, I I doubt that. (laughs) Because they sent me that message. Cyborg's about to do what he needs to do. Uh, Steppenwolf is going to attack him to stop him. But then Superman arrives. And uh, Steppenwolf is like a little baby against Superman. He's not even nearly as tough as Doomsday was in the last movie. Right? Like, Superman never breaks a sweat against Steppenwolf. Not even a single time. No, he gets hit with Steppenwolf's axe. He then, like, pinches the axe. It explodes. And then Steppenwolf, again, tiny little baby. Tiny little baby boy. And Superman takes him down very, very easily. But Barry Allen gets, like, shot with a laser. So he can't do his part with Cyborg. And even though they're, like, way winning the fight now because Superman is as strong as Steppenwolf and the rest of the Justice League all combined plus more. The god dang boxes merge and form a unity which was like well, the exact thing they were trying to stop. They kind of, it's very much in Overwatch, it's called a C9 you take your eyes off the point, the win condition, you kind of just take your eyes off of it for one moment and and someone sneaks behind you and and uh, and, and, they, and, they, and they win because you you stopped paying attention. That's what happened. There's now a unity, and a massive explosion occurs, and everyone dies. The portal to Darkseid's planet, Apocalypse, opens up, and Steppenwolf is like, yeah, daddy's here, you're all dead. And there's a really good sequence where Flash, in hyper-slow-mo, watches the world get destroyed. He's like, no, I need to go back in time and do this right. And there's a really good, like, fuck, they redeemed the Flash. There's a decent Flash sequence here where he he pushes everything to the limit and almost destroys himself to reverse time just a couple of seconds. And he puts Push himself to right, the limit. Yeah, right yeah. To, to behind Cyborg where he needs to be. And, and I couldn't believe it. Like, I liked the Flash here for a second. He's like, Dad, I want you to know your son was one of the Justice Leaguers. Yeah, he did a good job. And so in this version of the timeline, he does get to Cyborg in time. There's a very pointless sequence where the mother box is like, but Cyborg, don't you want to be tempted to do evil? And he's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that part. That part was bad. And so then the unity's not going to happen. The mother box is turned to rocks or something. It seems like Superman wants to throw Steppenwolf back through the portal, but then Aquaman and Wonder Woman just murder him and his head goes rolling into the the doom the dark side portal and then as the portal's closing dark side's kind of looking at them and 
they look back at him. Superman is giving Darkseid some hardcore, like, fuck me eyes as the portal is closing. I assumed, like, Superman would fly through the portal. Right, just end it right now. But that did not happen. The portal just closed as Steppenwolf's headless body, recently decapitated by Wonder Woman's sword, originally murdered by Aquaman's trident in the back. Like, the kill goes to Aquaman, which feels disingenuous. But okay. And, yeah, the portal closes, and then Darkseid's like, wah. Yeah, Desaad's like, I told you so, Darkseid. Now what are you going to do? Darkseid's like, I I mean, I guess we'll just try again. (laughs) Yeah, but with an army. I really wanted Darkseid to just, like, squish Desaad's head in that moment. Like, shut the fuck up. So the good guys have won. Batman and Superman are friends now. We get about three minutes of them standing triumphantly as the light hits them. We did it, you guys. We justice leagued. <laughs> and we could have definitely done it without Superman. If Superman hadn't showed up, everything would have also have been fine. Wait. Nope. This is Superman and it's barely his friends. So then we get the first of three endings. The good ending. We get the good ending. And Cyborg puts the tape that he smashed from his father back together. The title of the sequence is A Father Twice Over, which is what his dad says to him in the tape. His dad's a very good actor. Is the guy from T2. I don't know his name. He's an excellent actor. This is the second time you have said this exact sentence. <laughs> I don't Do you know his name? No. All right, then shut up. You don't no. know it either. No. <laughs> Aquaman decides to be king of the fish. This is a montage. Batman reopens Wayne Manor with Wonder Woman, and he's like, we're going to make this into a clubhouse. His name is Joe Morton. There you go. <laughs> oh, he was also in Eureka as Henry D. Oh, my God. It. He was great in Eureka. Okay, keep going. Barry tells his dad that he got a shitty job. I finally did it. Dad, I got a job. Yeah, he was psyched. Barry Allen's in the crime lab now, foot in the door, which is funny because he uses his feet to run. And Billy Crudup with his last moment on screen as Barry Allen's dad before being replaced by Ron Livingston is like, oh, my boy, my boy. Bruce Wayne buys Martha's house back for her. And meanwhile, the Flash is like, can you, could you get my dad a lawyer? <laughs> Maybe. No, no, I can't. And Superman asks him how he got the house back. How did he get the bank to give him the house back? And then Ben Affleck says... I bought the bank. Now, answer me this, James. Answer, riddle me this. Mm-hmm. Did they not see the Dark Knight? Or were the people writing this movie the only people on Earth who didn't go and watch Dark Knight? Or worse, did they see it and go, we're going to also do this joke? Yeah, the, uh, so it's a it's a homage. It's not. To the better Batman movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not a homage. It's just a complete either oversight or mistake. Wonder Woman goes back to her homeland, which I guess is a big deal. Has she not been there for a while? Yeah, she hasn't been there. She's been a museum curator. It's been very important. It is not explicitly said, but indicated several times that Lois is now Pergante. Oh, yeah. No, she kept the ring and, oddly enough, the baby. I don't think oddly enough. That's an odd way to say that. That's more set up for the next two Justice Leagues, by the way. Yeah, that aren't going to happen. And then Superman is back, baby. He, 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 Clark Kent's going into work. They're going to be like, what you do were dead. They buried you. I was at your funeral. No, I got better. 
And then they're going to be like, well, I still don't think you're Superman. You look exactly like him. <laughs> right. Wow. Clark Kent died the same day Superman did, and then they came back to life on the same day, too. Wild coincidence. But Superman, he doesn't wear glasses, you see. I His non-disguise has always really irritated me, but this moment is truly, like exactly like you said, oh, they were rebirthed simultaneously. What a coincidence. And, you know, it's all happening as there's nice music playing and and Victor Stone's monologue is playing. And over. Movie over. End credits. If you're going to do anything after this, then make it mid or end credits. Do not make it part of the feature film because this was the good ending. And if you're going to tack anything on here, at least don't undercut it with something stupid. Right. There's no post credit scene. They just keep going. Cut to Arkham Asylum, although Lex Luthor was definitely in regular jail at the end of Batman v Superman. I guess he went crazy in jail and they sent him to Arkham. The easier place to escape from. And so he escapes. He just puts another bald dude in there. And then cut to uh, a yacht, uh, I don't know, uh, in the, the French Riviera where Lex Luthor is chilling and okay so exterior boat boat oh god yacht cabin <laughs> exterior large boat lex luther is chilling when the dc character minor villain character death switch his name is slade his name is slade in teen titans but i think he has a different name oh christ death, kill switch Death switch, death lock. No, that's an X Men. Whatever it is, he's it's Joe Mangiello with gray hair. Yes. I said, do you want to be him or do you want to be Luther? I want to be Luther. I got your invitation, Lex Luther. I heard that you went to jail and then after that to an insane asylum. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was right after I was done making Facebook and um, breaking up with Rooney Mara, and I was like, ah, uh, you know, what do I do next? I'm, uh, I'm now I'm Lex Luthor, and I'm, I'm bald, and uh, and 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 I've asked you to come here, guy with a name that no one really knows, and also you were going to be a bigger part of the of, of the DC universe, but now you're definitely not going to be Joe Mangiello. I, I'm sure your life will be awful now, and nothing good will ever happen to you again. Your wife is Sofia Vergara. Oh, never mind. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're you're here now, and and now I'm making. A, a league of, of bad people you, and you are one of them uh, are, are, do you want to murder me yes and I also I just remembered my own name it's Deathstroke <laughs> you forgot your own name that is very very odd I really hate me and I think the world does too Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor was the worst choice I think anyone has ever made period anyway uh, I, I have a, a special surprise for you so you don't kill me What's that? I it, interestingly, uh, I said that I would do this job for free, and so it doesn't really. I don't know why we're having this meeting anyway. It's like you hired me to kill Batman. It's like don't worry, I'll do it for free. It's like okay, then then why hire me at all? Hire why are person. we here on my large yacht? <laughs> yeah, anyway, right. here's the point. Batman's name is Bruce Wayne. That should be pretty helpful in trying to find him. And who gives a shit about the storyline anyway? Superman exists and can chop us in half with his mind. This sucked very hard. Who the fuck cares? Ha ha ha. This will definitely meaningfully set up a movie where I will have a confrontation with Batman, which is important because I am somewhat of a popular Batman villain. Who I don't (laughs) even know. He's just like an old, worse version of Deadpool. Smash cut to a totally different movie. <laughs> boy, oh boy. 
It's the nightmare scene from Batman v Superman that everyone hated. So definitely do it again. This is the part that he specifically reshot. Right. The the most hated part of Batman v Superman. Again, he's like doubling down on it. Oh, he, you didn't like the part where he watched the YouTube videos of the Justice League? Fuck you. We're doing it again. Oh, oh you didn't like the nightmare scene? Fuck you. I'm doing it even longer. This was not the kitchen sink, right? This was not a predetermined thing that he was like, oh, they didn't put that in there? Throw it in. Let's recolor it. Pick a worse song. Throw it in there. And we'll make it four hours. This was a deliberate choice to do again, to reshoot. He got out a, a camera and he was like, this part's important and we're going to do it. So this is the future after the world has been unitied by Darkseid. Batman, Cyborg, and The Flash are now teamed up. It's like the shitty Justice League with Mira and with, strangely considering the last scene, Deathstroke. Batman is, it's after the end of the world and Batman is still disguising his voice. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't let the dust know who you are. Aquaman is not there. Mira is very mad about it. We assume he's murdered. Yeah, he was killed by evil Superman. And Barry Allen has an armor suit now. And they turn and look, and for some reason, uh, the Joker is going to be an important part of this team. And so who should they see but Jared Leto's Joker, who has his hair cut from the little things, indicating they were probably filming these shots while that movie was being filmed. And so, who, Brian, why don't you be Batman and, and I'll be the Joker? Oh, thank God. I really wanted you to be the Joker. I knew this was your time. Um, 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 um. Everybody be quiet. If we're not quiet, he'll come and murder us all. Very easily. Uh, we've everyone's sat. We've sacrificed so much. I'm surprised you care about all the people that died, <laughs> Batman. I mean, no, I mean, I'm not surprised because I know you care about dead people, like your dead parents and your dead adopted son, Jason Todd, who I killed. Ha ha ha. Oh, make sure the next words you say. Hold on. Oh God, I've really hurt my voice doing this. <laughs> Make sure the next words you say you pick very carefully. Also, you're gay, and I'm going <laughs> to fuck you in the ass while jerking you off. This made it into the final scene because the- Zack Snyder had no oversight. You're gay, Batman. <laughs> the Joker's calling you gay. <laughs> uh, you did not choose your next words very... Oh, God, let's make out. Let's make out. That's what we're all here for, baby. Jared Leto and Ben Affleck, make out. Let's w- crack my helmet in half. And let's put our tongues on each other. So, so, so Family Guy style cut away to the Warner Brothers executives who like, did the Joker just say that he was going to give Batman a reach around? And then did Batman <laughs> say, I'm going to fucking kill you to the Joker? What is happening to our brand? Uh, well, <laughs> to be fair, uh, that was the second take that we used. The first take was he said, I'm going to give you a reach around. And then Batman said, oh, thank God. Oh, but you can't kill me, Batman, because for some reason I am an essential part of this crew. I, I'm just a normal crazy guy without powers, but you need me. Supersonic boom occurs. Oh my god, he's found us. Superman comes to kill them, but it's just a dream. It's just a dream. Batman wakes up. It's he, Ben Affleck looks a little drunk in this scene as well. He's been drunk this whole time, if we're all being honest with ourselves. Someone's flying out the window. It's... it. Hello, Bruce Wayne. It's me, a green flying guy. Martian Manhunter? What are you doing here? What are you, what are you doing here? 
uh, hypothetically, I want to help in the future. Why? Because uh, Darkseid, he's going to come, he's going to try again, and when that happens, you're going to want a flying green guy. Oh, are, is the Green Lantern not available? Or Anyway, also, my name is Martian Manhunter. I have said everything I wanted to say, and goodbye. Oh, wait, just let me look around. Uh, looking around. Sorry, I was just uh, looking for who I asked. <laughs> right, that's it. He's just like, okay, bye, Martian Manhunter. Bye, Bruce Wayne. Uh, I have a very nice lake house. And scene. And and that's the actual end to the movie, guys. Wasn't that thematically? Didn't it make sense to end the movie that way rather than the actual ending? To have a, a stupid Jesse Eisenberg scene and then an even worse Jared Leto scene? Good God, those those two ending scenes were horrible and killed this last hour for me. The action set piece was good. The Barry Allen shit with the... His, the he almost sacrifices himself to reverse time. That was good. Even the ending with Cyborg's dad's montage was good. And then these last two scenes are dog shit, dude. Unbelievably bad. And and they're even just like they're setting up shit that's never going to happen. Well, I mean, I suppose Zack Snyder's feeling on the subject was like, maybe they'll let me do two and three. And from the amount of people commenting every time. Maybe my insane fans will threaten enough people with death threats and rape threats that they will restore the Snyderverse. Jesus Christ. That's happening, man. I know. (laughs) Hashtag restore the Snyder cut is getting a bit more gruesome than originally intended. No, it always has been, man. Anytime anyone who works like, yeah, I work in the human resources department at Warner Brothers. Release the Snyder cut. I'll fucking kill you. Restore the Snyderverse. Your family is dead. Jesus. That seems a bit harsh, but uh, okay. Yeah, DC fans are uh, out of their fucking minds, man. They like they they really don't like Marvel movies because they're too they're too they're for girls. They want DC movies where the action heroes are just angsty white men, like and and, and sorry, I don't mean to turn this into like an id pull thing, but I mean they are. They <laughs> don't want. A, a panoply of rainbow superheroes that's lame they want what they remember from their youth right they want that but with special effects by Zack Snyder listen like the Superman effect has changed everything in, in MCU in the DC universe it has introduced an amount of power creep that these movies will never get away from and also introduced a kind of audience member that everyone is a percentage of. Everyone is a percentage of why am I watching this? Shouldn't a just more powerful guy come along? A powerful white man who looks like me that if I, you know, worked out every day for 5,000 years, I could if I wanted to. I just choose not to. But, like, that guy shows up, right? And then he just fixes everything as that should go. That's what should be happening right now, right? Just, like, narcissism to the nth degree. And no, that's not how it should be. That's not what makes an interesting movie. And DC has suffered for it. It just feels like every decision made with the DC universe is full of hubris, full of ego. Right. It doesn't seem like it was an artistic choice, right? He was jockeying for Restore the Snyderverse. Right. And listen, like, I'm not saying the MCU is full of artistic choices. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying any of these movies, like, you know, 
If you want an artistic choice, go watch the fucking Lighthouse movie where Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson bang the lighthouse. I, I don't like. Go watch that if that's what you want. If if you want art, go right for it. And you're not going to get like incredible pieces of pretentious art from these superhero movies. But I will say, what you will get from the good ones or the better ones are moments that you care about. Moments that you will take with you that you'll think to yourself when you're watching future movies, boy, that didn't live up to these moments that were so great. And and, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm romanticizing them, but it's what it is. The thing is, at this point, the Marvel movies will make a killing no matter what. And so I feel like they, they have a responsibility to try to make them well-written or interesting. Uh, it doesn't seem to be a huge priority, but... I do want to say, uh, to return to what you were saying about Superman, you know, in every Justice League story, just as in every Dragon Ball arc, the bad guy is walking around kicking the ass of all the second and, 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 and tertiary characters, and they're, and they're going, where's Superman? Where's Goku? Like, where's the, the main character to, like, settle this? Because he can't just be there from the start, or where's the drama, right? Right. And this this is brought to the extreme in One Punch Man. I was just about to bring it up. You can't organize a story like this anymore because One Punch Man has already like broken this formula like, you know, on Saitama's knee or whatever. Where like the characters will fight and fight and all be on the brink of death and then Saitama will be like, "Oh, sorry, I was shopping." Now yeah, here I am. <laughs> right? And then it's over instantly. Did you know that there's a One Punch Man fighting game? No. And it has a really interesting premise, right? You think about how could you do that? What if somebody picks Saitama, right? So the way it works is, like, do you ha- you're fighting some impossibly strong villain that, like, hypothetically you could beat, but it would be incredibly difficult. And you pick, like, a cast of three of the characters from the show who are not Saitama, and you basically just have to hold out and not have all three of them die before the end of the time limit when Saitama will get there. Right, so it's actually a pretty good approximation of how the show goes. I thought that was yeah, pretty clever. That's basically how it is. I was just about to bring up One Punch Man because I loved the first season of One Punch Man, uh, and I and I liked that it was dealing with the Superman problem, but it was putting a different face on it. Of you know, what if Superman was really sad that he was this strong? He just didn't understand it, and he wanted harder fights. You know, but what it also is like, I am I fully understand like what it is really is the narcissistic guy who's like, where's the guy who's just going to win? I would be there, and I would win, and I'm very strong, and I would win immediately. It's that guy, but, like, with the anxiety of the middle-aged white man played upon it, too, of, like, oh, man, winning is hard. Winning all the time is really hard, and I um, I deserve to be both praised and, you know, for people to understand that, oh, man, winning 100% of the time ain't all it cracked up to be. Right. Well, it also explores the issue of how, you know, Saitama and, and Superman, both of them, are not actually heroic because there is nothing heroic about doing something that is incredibly simple for you and that it takes no sacrifice from you and requires no risk on your end, right? So Saitama can never be a hero, because he will never actually be being courageous, because he'll never actually be in any danger. But they find interesting ways for him to be, quote-unquote, heroic in other ways, 
Like in the instance where the Deep Sea King was killing all of the Justice League, and then Saitama showed up and, of course, one-shotted him. And then everyone is standing around going, oh, I guess this monster is not that strong to begin with. It's just the Justice League are a bunch of fuck-ups. Right. And, you know, in that moment, Saitama could have gotten all the glory. Instead, he did something heroic, which was say, like, oh, boy, good thing the Justice League was here to, to soften up this monster. There's no way I could have beaten him. Hey, everyone, go tell everyone that I should get all the credit. Like, he's pretending to be uh, a dick there in order to save face for the Justice League. And it works, right? And so he can't, he can't be a hero in the traditional sense, but he can still be a good guy. This is really hitting a soft spot for me, man. One Punch Man Season 2 was worse than One Punch Man Season 1. And Season 3 just got pushed back again. And the director got changed again. And the animation studio got changed again. And there's just no way it's ever going to get back to how good it was in Season 1. And I absolutely adored that season of television. It's one of my favorites. And it's never going to be back there. It's a perfect analogy that I was also going to bring up because it was another way, a more interesting way to do a Superman problem that DC has and will forever have because they will never take the swing of killing off Superman. Oh, no, Ryan. Terrible news. Is it more One Punch Man bad news? One Punch Man has has had the rights sold to make a a white people version. Oh, Christ. Which, that's bad enough on its own, but they were sold to Sony Pictures. No! (laughs) No! Why, God? Why? You fucking asshole! There's no way that's gonna be good. Oh, my... This is the worst day. The worst timeline by far... The darkest timeline. This timeline is deep within an asshole. It's so dark. It's being written by the two writers behind the Venom movies. Fuck you. Fuck you, James. (laughs) You did. Fuck. Did you see that trailer? That's going to be bad. Did you see the trailer for Venom 2? Yeah, it looks bad. Oh, look, he's making breakfast. Fuck you. Fuck you on Venom. Tom Hardy is here. He's doing a bad accent. You going to come see it? Of course you can't. Of course you're going to do it. Because it's Tom Hardy. You're going to see it. Fuck you, by the way. He makes breakfast. Oh, man. He spilled the milk. Oh, Venom. Fuck you. There's this. So what is next for the HBO Boys podcast? We did, we did the Snyder Cut. I, I, yeah, what is it? What are we going to do now? What is next? Hmm. Well, let's see what's coming up on HBO. Are we contemplating HBO. this live? Upcoming show. Maybe you can edit around this. No, I won't. I know I won't. I'm a I'm a dastardly little fella. I won't be editing around this at all. <sighs> what? Mm, House of the Dragon? That's not coming up for a long time. Yeah, what I mean, obviously, whenever that does happen, we're gonna do it. But like, and the production stills are sick. But and Mayor of East Town is, I think, too far in at this point. Starting that now. Although everyone should watch it for sure, because Kate goddamn Winslet. And it's a great story, and it's so good. But I think it's too deep now. Handmaid's Tale, season four. Yeah, it's pretty good so far. It's just like, hey, are you ready to be sad for an hour? Perfect. Handmaid's Tale. Did you see the trailer for Sweet Tooth? Yeah, I, I posted it to the Discord. Um, I That's another comic I've read the whole thing. Oh, my God. That show 
that looks like it's going to be sad. Master of None is coming back this month. Whoa. That, that feels like it's coming out of nowhere. That's awesome. That will have a lot of storylines with it, too, because of the uncanceling. Honestly, it seems like nothing between now and Loki. So we might as well just do Barry Season 2. Yep. Hey, if you guys want us to watch something else other than Barry Season 2, you have about a week to let us know. Or that's what you're getting. And honestly, I- I'm fi- if that's what ends up happening... I'm good with it. I really like Barry. I have not seen any of Barry season two. I haven't ruined Same. any of it for myself. So I'm excited to watch it. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have any other ideas prior to Loki coming out, please let us know with your words and your feelings. Patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z or on Twitter uh, for, or just get a hold of us. You can if you, you know how to use Google. I believe in you. Yeah, and so perhaps Ryan and I will be dark next week, as we traditionally do, after wrapping up a series, and then we will come back uh, the week after that with Barry Season 2, which I believe Chad watched all of. Oh, yeah. He got so into Barry, that episode that he helped us recap that he had not seen or heard anything about Barry. Mm-hmm. That was a funny That was a funny time. That was good. Yeah, he has definitely watched all of it, so maybe he'll be back for some Season 2 inch. You have any last and words then, about Justice League? Okay, it's actually no. He, uh, uh, I I thought I would pitch this to Ryan live on the show. You guys can hear his reaction. Ryan, what do you think about starting again next week? We do the Snyder Cut one more time, but this time the black and white version, which Zack Snyder put up on HBO Max. Because like, what if watching it in black and white is different? Maybe we'll like it better. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs>